Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. Howdy, howdy, y'all, and welcome to another edition of Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, which is training for a better life. More on them a little bit later. And the roundtable's back together for the second week in a row. That's like a new record here of late. Jacob Seelman, joined by Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker and TSJ Sports' Noah Lewis and Peter Strada, otherwise known as, well, we I guess we can't call you to the High Point Hustlers anymore, at least for the summer, because Noah's back home. Doggone it, Noah. You ruined the joke. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're still at, I mean, we can we can pretend. Let's pretend. <laughs> We, we we can pretend so, something. I, I feel like sometimes we just pretend we know what we're talking about on this show, and that's why they call it madness. We, we'll, we'll go with that. Anyway, it, it, it sounds good at least. Maybe it sounded better in my head. But alas, we have a lot to get to on this show, the majority of which is based around the greatest spectacle in racing. And I'm not going to try to sing again, Tom, like I did last week, because we all know how that ended. But... It's counting down to the Indianapolis 500, and who better to count it down with than the guy who's going to spend a good portion of the first half of the show with us this evening and our good friend Joel Spastianelli. Yeah, it's always good to have Joel on. He knows he's forgotten more about the Indy 500 than uh, a lot of people actually know. So uh, he's a great historian of the event and uh, really, really deep dives into it every year and lives it, loves it. And so uh, great to have him back. And I know you had a a good conversation with him and uh, we'll be spending a good part of the first hour here with him. Absolutely right. That will not, however, be the only thing that gets done on this show. Of course, this roundtable will also talk a little bit about the Indianapolis 500 and counting down to the greatest spectacle in racing, including a practice thing that... (sighs) That's my reaction. We'll, 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 We'll get to that part in a couple of minutes on this show. We also have some NASCAR conversation because, number one, we're going to a new course in Circuit of the Americas, or COTA, as some say, and news, news. There's rain in the forecast. This gets a hip hip hooray from the panel. Oh come on, not even hip, Tom. Hip, hooray. Thank you, Noah. At least at least somebody gets <laughs> my cues when I try to give them. Jeez, we'll take a break this, here in a minute. This so... panel will never applaud a rain uh, shower here. But Whatever. go ahead and take a break. Anyway, we'll take a break so y'all can reset and come back with more in a minute. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey girl, school zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis around tonight's roundtable as we begin the countdown to the greatest spectacle in racing, the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500, and... Tom, I'm going to start with the biggest black flag of the entire month of May. Why? Number one, because it's my show and I can. Number two, because, again, uh, so I'll paint the picture like this. First lap of practice on a Thursday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the three Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan cars go out at about the same time. Lap one of practice they decide they're going to be smart and get into position for three wide coming down the front straightaway at about half the normal speed of an Indy car for a photo op so that a photographer can take a picture of all three cars side by side by side across the yard of bricks. Only problem is they didn't bother to tell anybody else, least of all IndyCar, what they were doing. So what that led to was Scott McLaughlin running up on cars three wide at about 220 versus 100, and Colton Herta having to take evasive action and squeeze through a, a, a hole that wasn't quite a car wide, and he made a car wide. And long story short, damage to Colton Herta's car, damage to Scott McLaughlin's car, and all of us are laughing at Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing because, quite frankly, they're... Um, I can freely translate it as 
What a maroon. Uh, it's the old Bugs Bunny line. What a maroon. Um, I don't know. Wow. I, I missed out on that piece of news today. I was focused on some other things and not so much on social, but um, that's not good. Uh, when you start, gosh, I don't even know where to go to that. Go with that, Jacob. Honestly, um, I guess I'm just going to say that uh, I agree with your black flag. That was kind of stupid. Somebody really messed that up because the track is not a good place for a photo op when it's time to practice. Uh, that could have been done. Just uh, pull them out there, stop them, take the photo, and push it back into the infield. I mean, there's just no, you know, you do that uh, during the day when there's nothing else going on in the track. So I don't know what that was, but that's really, really unfortunate. Uh, did any of the Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan cars get damaged? No. <laughs> wow. Later, later, one did. Well, what Not I was going to say, we'll we'll get to that. Um, they they, they in answer to Tom's question, none of the Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan cars got damaged in that particular instance. No. Golly, that is not good. Well, um, that's that's a shame for Scotty, and uh, I forgot who you said the other Colton, one was, but uh, it's a shame for both of them because obviously they were bystanders, and uh, you know that was just that was just dumb. Yes, very very dumb. Uh, Max Pappas, who is one of the IndyCar stewards, said point blank, "This is an incident that should not have happened," and just really didn't comment further because I think I, I can tell what Matt Max is usually one of the happiest people in the industry. When you can visibly tell that Max is irritated or not happy, you've really messed up. <laughs> and I, you could tell on the Peacock stream, Max was not impressed. Not impressed. And then I believe the race steward handed out a 30-minute practice hold for tomorrow morning for all three Ray Hall cars, Jacob. That is correct. They have lost the first 30 minutes of practice for all three race cars tomorrow so they can sit and think about what they've done. You get a timeout, and you get a timeout, and you get a timeout. However, Tom, the news got worse for Ray Hall Letterman through the day because at about 4.15 this afternoon, Santino Ferrucci in the 45 car, the Indy-only car, was going down into the corner. The car stepped out, and he backed into the outside wall in turn two like a ton of bricks. He originally could not put weight on his, uh, I think it was his right leg, when he first got out of the car. They said he was walking on it inside the infield care center, but they did transport him to Methodist Hospital for further evaluation. We don't have any other updates than that right now, but that is a really tough break for a kid who I genuinely thought was not just going to be a contender for the pole, but a contender, Noah, for the win next weekend. And we don't know that he can't race, but obviously when you're going to Methodist to get checked out, that's not necessarily a good thing regardless. Yeah, anything further than the infield care center certainly uh, isn't where you want to be. And luckily for Santino, we did hear, like you said, that he was able to get up and walk a little bit on that leg and, and hoping that everything is uh, is A-OK for Santino. Because like you mentioned, Jacob, he is such a talent and we've seen him be just that. And especially in this race, uh, he methodically works his way through the field. It seems like every year he's been in it. And, and I really think he can be a strong contender. But that just shows you, too, I mean, the, the amount of speed that Santino was carrying in that crash. To go back to the point that we made just a few minutes ago, I mean, with no communication on, on the three-wide photo op, imagine if we had car contact at that speed. I mean, if it, just one car spinning off of a corner uh, can can almost injure or injure a person. Think about what that could have done. I mean, we don't even want to think about it, really, but... 
just all in all with both of those subjects, not what you want to see. Certainly not a good day for that bunch. No, not at all. And I think the first three days of practice have been particularly interesting, Tom, because we've been looking at the top of the board and we've seen two teams that have been good so far. And those are from the Honda camp, Chip Ganassi Racing, no surprise. From the Chevy camp, you would think I'd be about to say Team Penske, right? Wrong. Try Ed Carpenter Racing, which has been pleasantly impressive through the first three days of practice. Well, I'm not at all surprised with either of those, actually, because I expect ECR to be strong at Indy and among the winning contenders. Um, and of course, it's never a surprise with Ganassi Racing. And I think this is a strong lineup that Chip's got. And I think it's a strong lineup that ECR has, too, obviously. And I, I um, I've never thought that the first day or two of practice was really a huge indicator because everybody's kind of on their own program and testing different things and just sort of doing their own thing and approaching it in their own way. So I think it's, you know, when you get to qualifying, you really start to see who's got what. The practice part of it for me has never been a great indicator, but certainly, um, you know, happy to see that uh, ECR has started off well anyway. Peter, if, I, if I'm looking in the ECR camp, I think the guy I'm most pleased to see having a good early run in the month of May is Connor Daly, who seems like he's been snake bit at the 500 no matter what team he's been with the last couple years. And I, I hope saying that and applauding that he started off so well it isn't a, a jinx when we get to next week or anything. But, I mean, Connor's waited for an opportunity like this to really go out and flex some muscle, and I think he's got it. I mean, you don't just, you don't just be second quick on a day of practice for the 500 by accident no you certainly don't luck your way into a second quick on practice day i believe today was day four of practice for the 500 we've seen ecr cars be very fast very quick here at indianapolis before ed carpenter himself has been the pole sitter for three of the most recent indy 500s and i believe he finished second from his most recent pole position in 2018. So we know their cars have pace both on qualifying weekend and during the race. You just hope that Connor Daly can keep it clean for 500 miles and get a strong result. I can agree on all counts when it comes to that. Uh, let's see, Noah, in about 30 seconds here while we've got a minute left in this segment, Team Penske has not been anywhere near the top 10 yet this month. Are you concerned? And if so, why? No, I'm not concerned. Uh, you know, Tom hit on it a little bit that you don't see just everything in practice. And we know Team Penske and Indy, Mr. Penske doesn't push anything more than, uh, than that race. So I think they'll be just fine. Fair enough. I will, I will gladly give all of that to the table now here. Uh, before we go to break, I will note that uh, the Wednesday practice session, we had three chip, or sorry, four Chip Ganassi cars inside the top 11. We had three Ed Carpenter racing cars inside the top 11. We had a whopping zero Team Penske or Andretti cars inside the top 11. So, Again, do with that what you will. Uh, it's not necessarily a guarantee that things are off to a bad start for either of those organizations, but at the same time, it's not necessarily a good thing. It's just a thing right now, as you'll hear coming up in the next segment, where we get a chance to bring in Joel Sebastianelli here to our round table once again and uh, see what he's been up to for a while so we're going 
<laughs> We're going to take a break. I will not reference what just got said in our group chat. I'll leave that for the discussion a little later here on the show. We'll take a break and be back with uh, more madness right after this. Don't go, uh, don't go anywhere. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to, well, counting down the days to the greatest spectacle in racing here on Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, uh, we've kind of shuffled the roundtable a little bit because uh, we started the show with Tom Baker et al., as we say, and uh, we'll we'll get back to that portion of the roundtable here coming up in just a little while, but right now, um, getting the opportunity to sit down with one of my 
always favorite guests and a very, very longtime friend to this show, which always seems to happen. We find ourselves together counting down to uh, the end of May. Joel Sebastian Alley joins us now, and I'm going to let you, before we get into all the uh, 500 talk, I'm going to let you actually explain where you are and what your job title is now, because since the last time we got together to do this, that has changed, and you are now no longer in the panhandle of Florida. Well, my ego is so big, there's just not enough room at the table for Tom. So I, I apologize. <laughs> well, welcome him back in in a little while. Being on TV will do that to you, I guess. Uh, you guys, you radio guys understand. I really appreciate you guys having me on. It's always so much fun to be here. I am now in Toledo, Ohio, working for BCSN. The cool part about this, in addition to the great work that we're doing over there, covering everything from high school sports to Bowling Green, Toledo, the Rockets, the Toledo Mud Hens, is that it allows me to be up here for the Midwest swing of IndyCar and continue doing work with the IndyCar radio guys, which I love doing very much. This is like the 12 days of Christmas, only better because the gift under the tree is the Indianapolis 500, and I know you can't wait for that. Exactly, and I will spare you because on last week's show, uh, I, I did my best rendition of the opening. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and I, I, we all know that when, I can sing when I want to, but I wasn't necessarily trying, so let's just say that attempt last week didn't go very well and, and kind of move on from that. But let's talk about <laughs> cars on track and, and getting to the fun part, Joel, because... This has already been, we're, we're not even, you know, really three full days into the month of May yet as far as 500 festivities, and we, we've already got team wars on the racetrack. The first couple days of practice, it seems like we've we've broken out, I'll say, the early favorites. Of course, we, we always know Chip Ganassi Racing is going to be up there, and they have been. But how about this three-pronged attack from Ed Carpenter Racing that has jumped up and said, "Hi, yeah, we're here too." I, I'm really, I'm really liking that early on in the month. How much does it matter, and what matters, right? Like that's the question when you're at this time of the week. Uh, now, like, what time of the week is it for you? I mean, somebody could be listening to this next year because they want to reminisce. For all I know, but where we're looking at right now, I'm looking at the speeds from. Tuesday and looking at the speeds from Wednesday and I still don't know just how much it really matters listening to Ed Carpenter today you know he said they made a lot of changes that were based on their race setup they were really fast anyway with Connor second Ed third but Ed said he was surprised how many two sims were going on today they didn't really try that at all so who were some of those guys that were in qualifying trim. Would that be somebody like Scott Dixon at 226, 829? I don't know. You know, the Ganassi guys haven't really tipped their hands. Something I've noticed uh, listening to Ryan Hunter Ray and Alexander Rossi, the Andretti guys are not telling you anything at all that they are doing. Some of the others seem to be very open about it. Whether you can read anything to, into that, I'm not really sure either. But I feel really good about where Ed Carpenter is. And certainly, if you are near the top, that's only a good thing. It gets a little more interesting when you go further down the list. Now, would you worry about Joseph Newgarden being lowered down? I certainly wouldn't. But if you're not out on track, somebody like Top Gun Racing, there's very valid concerns as to whether or not they're going to make the show. That's when it gets interesting later on in the week. But I wouldn't read 
too much into the speeds just yet, even though we're all going to do that. <laughs> yes, we are, because we're journalists, we're media people, that's what we do. We read into things even when maybe we should wait until it's time to read into things a little bit more. Let's talk about the curious case of Top Gun Racing for a couple of minutes, Joel, because that's one of those where I kind of and... I do wonder a little bit because this is a team that, as you and I have talked about through the week, uh, you know, we didn't know for sure even up until, what, two weeks ago whether this team even truly fully existed in a concrete form to be able to attempt to qualify for the greatest spectacle in racing. And now we at least know they exist, they're here, they're at the Speedway. But with R.C. Enerson, yeah, he's passed his uh, ROP, his rookie orientation um, program, but there's a lot left to go before I would say, yeah, they have a legitimate shot to make the field of 33. They're real. If they make the show, it will be spectacular. Uh, and they are actually real. Like We really did not know that two weeks ago. He got his first laps with Top Gun, R.C. Enerson did, last week at Gateway. As far as we know, he was using an old seat. The cockpit had not been fitted for him specifically. Mark James was telling a story on the radio about Robbie Buell stepping into a car at Indy late to qualify. And because the seat had not been fitted for him, his head was buffeting around in the car on the back stretch. And I'm kind of imagining that as RC sits in to finally shake down this car a week before they attempt to practice and qualify at the Indy 500. And of course, nothing goes according to plan when you get there, right? So they had grease spewing out of the left rear of the car. It was a CV joint, which, I mean, that could have gone really bad. The fact that they caught it, they are incredibly lucky. He just got his rookie orientation in on Wednesday. They have yet to turn laps that full song. And we've got Thursday and Friday to go before they head out to qualify on Saturday. It would be a really cool story. I mean, just the fact that they're here are they're built out of the Crawfordsville shop that Grant King racers used to do. Uh, Grant King's nephew is Bill Throckmorton. He shares ownership of that team with Gary Trout, who used to have a cart team. So it's, it's pretty cool to see him there. They've got the Johnny Lightning special livery that Al Unser made famous in 1970 and 1971. You'd love to see him, and it's great to have R.C. Enerson getting a well-deserved shot in this race. They were going to try to do it last year. I really hope that they try and that they succeed this year. It's just going to be so tough. I mean, there's no doubt about it at all. Their backs are not just up against the wall. I mean, they're practically through the wall at this point. I can't disagree with that. Uh, Although I will say this, just the sheer presence of teams like Top Gun Racing and Peretta Autosport, which has Simona DiSilvestro this year at the 500, basically an all-female team. I mean, we've got 35 cars. So once again, I know the pandemic kind of shifted things last year in a way that we wished it wouldn't, but we are back to having proper bumping once again for what? I think the maybe the fourth time in five years or fifth time in six years. We, we, we got to a point where con- consistent bumping was a thing. The pandemic messed that up last year, but now we're back to it again, and that's a great feeling going into qualifying weekend. Yeah, the thing that's really going to help Peretta is the alliance with Penske. And it's a strong alliance. Sometimes those alliances are only a name only. Sometimes it's just parts. It sounds like they can really tap into 
you know, stuff between the drivers, right? Some of that information being shared. I mean, it's, it's a solid partnership that they've got with each other. And seeing that she's already up to 223.5, I feel pretty good about where they're at. I had a lot of questions about them, but I think that they're going to like where they're at. They seem to be confident so far uh, as they should be, because that's a solid effort at this point in the week, but weird things happen and they happen for everybody. It could be for a top team. It could be for someone like them. You can't predict where you're going to be later in the week. I know you said don't read too much into early practice times, but there are still those that are going to sound the siren, sound the alarm. Oh my gosh, Team Penske didn't put a car in the top 10 all day on Wednesday. What's going on? What are they doing? This is the part where I say, calm down. I don't see shades of the mid-90s when they missed the show completely out of any of these drivers, and they have four world-class talents, two of which have have won the Indianapolis 500 before in that stable. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not a flashy or an auspicious start, but let, let's be real here, Penske's going to be just fine. Yeah, well, it wasn't the best qualifying effort for them last year either. Uh, if you recall, Simon Pagino rolled off 25th. Uh, Elio was in a Penske car. I think he was even further back, 28th. Uh, further up, you had Joseph Newgarden, 13th. Uh, although he wound up finishing in the top five, but Joseph wasn't really a factor to win at any point in that race. So, again, how much do you read into it? Uh, I think a great example is Max Chilton. There would be reasons for you to think Chilton could be a strong candidate to be bumped. He had travel issues. Longtime sponsor Gallagher is off the car. It's off the hauler. They've got somebody new on there. You know, is there some kind of friction lower down on the charts? But third and no toe speed today, which is really important. Yesterday, he was fourth and no toe speed. That would seem to indicate very real speed. And that is, according to Max, what they're focusing on. So he says that he's feeling way more comfortable than he has in past years. And I would be inclined to believe him based on seeing that no toe speed. So I think there are things that you can read into based on looking at these practice speeds. It's just a question of knowing what exactly you're looking for. And that's way more difficult. And we don't always know what we should be looking for because that's going to be different for all 35. Yes, it will. And uh, if you've been listening to this segment, everybody now understands why I love getting Joel on here, because he knows more about IndyCar than any sane human should, so I can just sit back and let him roll and have fun with it. We do have to slide in a quick commercial break, though, so we'll do that and be back with more Motorsports Madness, counting down to the 500 right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. 
Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up for more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Uh, Jacob Seelman, and right now, my good friend Joel Sebastianelli, uh, sitting around the round table, counting down towards the Indianapolis 500. As this show airs live, it is 10 days until the greatest spectacle in racing. And not to, not to rush it along too much, Joel, but there's a part of me that's wishing that 10 was missing a zero because at this point, I'm, ju- I'm just ready for the 500. I-, I would be fine with it, like, tomorrow. You know, c- c- can we go ahead and race? Does that mean you're going to ask me who's going to win? Because if it was <laughs> happening today, you definitely would. <laughs> you know that I will before this segment is over, only because it's the only chance I have to ask you on a live show. But uh, I'm not going to ask you right this second. We've still got plenty of time in this segment before I have to get to that. Um, I want to actually go a little bit bigger picture. Obviously, this year's 500 is not normal, but it's somewhat closer to normal. The mask mandate for fans remains in effect through the 500, but we do have about 40% capacity in the grandstands, which is so much better than 0% capacity, which is what we had when this race was run in August of last year. So, I mean, big picture, what are your takeaways, feelings, thoughts about the atmosphere going into this year's 500, especially when you consider that it's only been nine months since Takuma Sato hoisted the Borg Warner Trophy last time. My favorite 
shot of the Indy 500 is when at the start of the race on the final pace lap, turn three, they pan out and they're waving bandanas, waving hats, waving hands at the field coming around turn three in formation. And then on the last lap of the race, all of the fans are doing the same thing and they take that wide angle shot and everybody is waving. And they took a similar shot at the start of the race last year. And it actually broke my heart to see nobody there. And so just to see anybody there is going to make it a spectacle again, because it's not just the greatest race. You know, if it was the greatest race and you didn't have fans there, it would still be the greatest race. But it is the greatest spectacle in racing. That's part of what that word means. You don't know what 300,000 or 400,000 people looks like until you go there and you actually see it for yourself. It's all the eye can see in this oval is a sea of humanity. So just to have some of those people back, it's going to bring the spirit of the Indianapolis 500 back. And I'm really, really, really excited for that. I am too. Just, uh, I think to have seen already some of the, uh, the buzz on social media, I mean, it feels more like the Indy 500. Last year didn't feel like the 500 because it was in August, there were no fans, but this year, this is closer to normal, and I think by, you know, by the time we swing back around to the 2022 edition of The Greatest Spectacle in Racing, we can really start talking about it feeling normal, but that was one of the things that stood out to me that Joseph Newgarden pointed out even after the the Grand Prix was how much the the having fans there and having that energy in the atmosphere really energized the drivers I mean this it is a tangible thing that you can notice that you can feel that you can feed off of especially for some of these guys like an Ed Carpenter who's called Indy home all his life I mean this is what he does this is his home track this is his home crowd and to have that back this year I guess to me in a way it doesn't surprise me that ECR has er been you know showing out early like they have been so one of my favorite moments crowd moments for the Indy 500 was on pole day in 2018 when Ed Carpenter hit 230. And I think it was the second to last run and the crowd went berserk. Now we're not talking 300,000 people, just however many people were there for pole day. It was enough to pick it up on the radio broadcast. It was enough to pick it up on the TV broadcast. You could hear it. You could feel the excitement. And that continued as he got out of the car that, that energy that you don't get anywhere else. You're right for guys like Ed to bring that out or whoever it is, any of these 35, if they win or if they just do something special, they will feel that respect and that gratitude that comes from being a participant in the Indianapolis 500. It's unlike anything else. I have a real romantic view of this race, but I've been to a lot of them and there's nothing that compares to it. And I think anybody who goes to an Indy 500, whether it's as a driver, a crew member, a media member, a fan, they'll tell you the same thing. There is something special about it. All right. So now let's start thinking about qualifying. We know the boost is turned up for 
pole day, of course, and then for the uh, the first day of qualifying on Saturday as well, where we set a, a decent amount of the positions before the Fast 9 shootout and the final bumping comes back on Sunday. I mean, what are you looking at going into qualifying, and does your gut give you any thoughts as to what we might see, you know, whether it's a number, a driver, um, a speed number, I should say, or driver for the pole? I mean, what what kind of impulse reactions have you got going into qualifying for the 500 this year? Well, it looks like as we get into race week, it may get a little bit cooler. Like right now, car day looks like it may be mid-70s. It could be hot. Like it may actually be 90 degrees on Sunday. So if they're running in the heat of the day, your speeds may be down. I would imagine it's probably going to be fairly similar to last year. That would just be my gut. Um, so I would think like 231, somewhere in that range, like low 231, 231.2, 231.3 is probably where you're going to see the pole speed. But, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> we're, we're just the ones who sit here and ooh and ah when a fast number goes up, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and now some of us who love it just as much as us actually get to sit in the stand. So we'll be able to hear that. Oh, I know. It's great. Um, Ed Carpenter is a three-time pole winner. Could we, could we see four? Could we see a threshold the likes of which we haven't really seen since Rick Mears dominated qualifying for all those years in the late 80s and, and early 90s. I mean, is is that feasible? Do we, do we like the the ECR speed? I mean, they've had a car in the Fast 9, it seems like, just about every year the past five or six, so we know they know how to get there. Absolutely. And if they, if it's not Ed Carpenter, it could be Connor Daly or Renus VK. VK has been fast. Uh, I don't think that amongst those three, this is where it gets interesting, because when we're talking about the race, I don't know how far down, if you're ranking all 35, right, for their odds to win the Indy 500, how far down you put Connor Daly and Remus VK. I don't think people are giving VK enough respect for winning this race. For a guy who's looked pretty good, on ovals so far, although admittedly has also made some big mistakes on ovals. But just for a couple of laps, I like his chances to qualify. He started fourth last year. He could conceivably put it on pole, especially with how fast his team has been. I, I kind of like him as a pole pick. Really? Okay. So, I mean, I like the aggression that we've seen out of him. And let's be real, whether it's the oval or the road course, IMS has treated Rinus VK very, very well since he made the step up to IndyCar. Yeah, he's someone who is going to make some mistakes too, right? Like he's wrecked a car there. He's wrecked a car at Texas. There is a big learning curve and Indianapolis rewards experience. So the forecast for the race may be a little different than qualifying, but this guy has it for putting four laps together. And like I said, he was fourth last year. Uh, it would not surprise me at all if all Ed Carpenter racing cars found their way into the fast nine. Fair enough. I, I will. I will give you that. Um, and, and 
I mean, we we know Ed's going to have speed in qualifying. That's that's no secret. Um, it, it's a matter of the other young guys. Connor's got experience, and, and Rinus is just fast. So I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Now, we've got about four minutes left here, so let's look ahead now to race day, May 30th. You mentioned it. It's likely going to get cooler into next week, which could make things a little more interesting come race day. We have to believe that eventually the traditional favorites are going to show up to the table. So what do you talk about when it comes down to what it takes to win this race? So the hotter it is, the more washout there is. And it's tough to stay close. That happened last year, kind of similar to what happened the year that Will Power won or Will Power won. The cooler it is, the more ideal it is. And if there's no rain, the better that is, too. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty dry week leading up to the race, although that could change in an instant, right? Like, that's just kind of the Midwest. Storms come and go. But it looks like they're kind of in a bit of a drought right now, and that may continue. So I think if it's fairly cool, that's going to be a good race to watch. Cross your fingers for that, uh, for that forecast. Now, who's going to win? That's the real question. Yes, it does is. You knew, I, you, knew, you knew I was going to yeah, get does there. That, does that open the door for somebody to pick their way through the field for a little bit more passing? Uh, who, who do you have? I'm going to make you go first. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> see. I, I wanted you to go first and have and give me a chance to think. But all right, you put me on the spot. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to take a bit of a flyer. Well, it's not really a flyer here. Come on, veteran experience prevails, and I think after coming so close and getting denied last year, the solo finger finally gets a second one to add to it. Dixon gets his redemption. That's my that's my thought. I think that's a really good pick. It's tough to argue anytime you pick Scott Dixon for anything. I think there's finally going to be a finger in the air for somebody who's waited a really long time. I think Graham Rahal's waited long enough, don't you? Yeah, I do. And, you know, Graham's been quiet, but Graham is usually quiet to open the month of May. So, I, I you know, I believe it. I, I would like, and we know the team's fast. Sato won last year, and, and Graham was right there. So, absolutely, I could see it. If he wins, nobody will have waited longer. Wow, you're right. There, I, there are a few people in the field who could break that mark. So Ed Carpenter is going to be making his 18th start. Marco will be making his 16th. Graham will be making his 14th. The record is 13 before your first win. And even that is kind of disputed because Sam Hanks is technically classified in 13, uh, but he actually didn't start one of those, even though he's classified. So it actually could be Sam Marks and Tony Kanaan tied in their 12th Fair enough. Winning, if you want to get really technical with it. <laughs> but I think Graham, when you think of all those starts he's had, how many has he really had a competitive car in? Right. Not right. that many, but when he has, he's shown up. Yes. He was absolutely. in the top three last year. He's been in the top five before in 2015, and now that they've added that second car, and it's an ace like Takuma Sato, it has elevated that entire team. And he is quietly in the top five in points this year. 
Absolutely. Strong at Texas, top five in both races. Graham's looking really, really good. I think it's a win that would surprise a lot of people, even though I don't think it should. Absolutely. We're going to take one more quick break, and we'll have final thoughts on the 500 from Joel right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by my computer career, Jacob Seelman. And uh, wrapping up one final little segment here with Joel Sebastianelli. I'm going to challenge you, Joel, in about 90 seconds, give or take. Final thoughts, anything you want to hit touch on that we've missed, anything that you're you know, just giddy about going into you know, the best 10 days in sports? <laughs> well, it, it's great to have it back in May. 
we talked about how great it is to have fans back, but it's been so weird over the last year or so that, or has it been the last year or so? Because my calendar's been completely thrown off. This race is so steeped in tradition. Going back and listening to some of the great finishes, Paul Page has this great tradition of his own where he would say, you know, and we recall on this lap, this great thing happened or in, you know, recall 1982, you know, as in 1992, Goodyear and Unser Jr. are dueling. This race is so steeped in tradition, whether it's honoring the tradition of great finishes or great drivers, part of that tradition is having it on the weekend that it belongs. And so I would hope that the ratings are back where it belongs and just the tradition of the thing for whatever this race means to you, whether it's going, whether it's watching, listening, that that tradition is back for people this year and it's going to be back in the future uh, because the month of May is to me, the Indianapolis 500. And if those two things are intertwined and we've got people back uh, means a whole lot. I'm just absolutely over the moon. Absolutely. Rain, rain, stay away. <laughs> excited about it and always excited to have you back on this show. We don't get to do it enough anymore, and it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Uh, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to come chat with us, and uh, glad we could uh, extend it out here over the first, uh, first portion of tonight's show, and we'll look forward to hopefully being able to do it later in the year, and best of luck with the uh, IndyCar Radio appearances later this season. We'll be listening. You got it. Always a pleasure. Try to keep Tom in line. <laughs> you, of all people, knows that's easier said than done. With that, we are going to step aside here on Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. We have so much more ahead. We'll get the gang back at the table coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Whew. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. 
It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining with you, and we are just starting the second half of tonight's show. And Tom... Luckily, uh, I haven't needed to be rebooted yet tonight, which is a positive. However, if you want to get into IT to learn how to accomplish that skill, God bless you if you do. It's a difficult thing. Or you're just looking for a change in career, new career, what have you. Our friends at My Computer Career know how to do that, and they've been very busy at that here of late. Yeah, it's uh, actually uh, mycomputercareer.edu is the place to go if you want to learn to reboot Jacob. Now you have to be top of your class, mind you, in order to have that level of skill and education. However, uh, all of you can create a new career and a better life for yourselves, uh, and it's really simple to do. Uh, if IT is your thing or you think it might be your thing, uh, there's nothing lost but a little bit of time here. Just go to mycomputercareer.edu, take the free career evaluation test. If you decide you want to pursue uh, your IT training, you can do it one to two days a week online. That's it. Just one to two days a week online. Now, My Computer Career has financial aid available if you qualify, including the GI Bill, and one to two days a week online at training in four to six months. You could be on your way to a better life and a better career. And when you're ready to go out into the workforce, My Computer Career works with you there, too. They'll work with hundreds of employers to get you placed. So, again, this is really interesting um, and really easy to do. MyComputerCareer.edu, IT, one of the fastest growing fields in the uh, in, in the country right now, even still with all of the uh, – troubles that we've had over the past year is about a quarter of a million jobs still available for uh, this type of training. So mycomputercareer.edu is training for a better life. And we are thankful for the folks at My Computer Career and all of the work they do with so many different uh, charities and a lot of work that they do with um, the troops and, and different things. So we are just real excited to be partnered with them 
and happy that they are a part of everything that we do here on Motorsports Madness. Absolutely right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and step aside. We'll continue with even more madness coming up right around the turn. Don't go anywhere. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada remaining around the round table. And again, uh, special thanks goes out to 
Joel Sebastianelli for joining tonight's program. We appreciate all of his contributions. We don't get to do that enough, Tom. And I think for me, the fun part lately with Joel, just to kind of have an aside for a moment before we go back to our Indy 500 conversation, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see it on social, but just some of the work he's been doing since he got up to Toledo to work with uh, Buckeye Sports. Um, But the piece he did uh, last weekend on Ken Schrader when Schrader was up there at Toledo Speedway racing a school bus, of all things. Uh, And just to hear Joel get to interact with Schrader and and Schrader talk about just his love for basically racing anything with four wheels, it's stuff like that that is why I so appreciate what Joel brings to the sport. And it's always fun whenever we can get him involved in this show and, and bring a little bit of that back to what we do. Oh, I definitely agree. I, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, Joel has been a, a, a big part of this show uh, for a long, long time. And since, uh, since he went to Florida and then subsequently has moved to Ohio, uh, we really enjoy bringing him back. And yeah, he just has a very uh, unique way of interacting with the subjects he's interviewing. And of course, it's not hard to interview Ken Schrader. You basically just have to, you know, say hello. Uh, he's not quite to John Force level of, uh, you know, paragraphs in a sentence, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he definitely is a fun interview. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and uh, yeah, that was a neat piece. And uh, Schrader and the school bus are a very dangerous combination. That they are. Um, We can maybe slide that in if we have time towards the end of the show. But right now, I want to circle back to the Indy 500 conversation. And the biggest takeaway from the half hour that Joel and I were able to to sit this week and spend talking and, and enjoy that time and bringing the interview on this show, the biggest takeaway I got from all of that was his thoughts of, you know, having the Indy 500 back in the month of May, where it belongs, the history of this race that has been written in May. Last year, and I think you even said it on our our pre-Indy 500 edition of Madness last August, was this doesn't feel like the 500. It feels like the 500 now, or at least we're getting to that point. Obviously, it won't totally hit until May 30th at about 11 a.m., but we're, we're, we're getting there. I mean, this is the month of May for a reason, not the month of August like we had last year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's certainly, um, you know, it, look, this is, Joel said it, it's, it's like the 12 days of Christmas uh, in a way. It's the 12 days of motorsports or the month of motorsports. And, um, you know, the, the Memorial Day Sunday has always been tradition. It's always been about, Monaco, which unfortunately uh, F1 screwed that up this year and and put it a week early, but it's always been about Monaco and then Indy 500 and then the uh, Coke 600 for the NASCAR set. And, you know, I was talking to someone earlier in the week and, you know, made the point that I think as much as I think, you know, Charlotte obviously is a, is a phenomenal uh, race event and pre-race and the military and all of that, but it just doesn't have, and Joel said the perfect word, it doesn't have the romantic feel that the Indy 500 does. The Indy 500 is all about pomp and circumstance and tradition 
and romance and everything that's that's been so glorious about that event for you know since 1911 over you know 100 years um and then charlotte is just a big old party you know we after we're done with indy we go to charlotte to start the party um you know kick back and uh you know drink some and eat some and watch some nascar and that's uh, i think it's that's the way that uh, memorial day sunday always has been for me anyway when i wasn't actually at the racetrack myself is just uh you know, but the Indy 500 for me is is the race that I most look forward to that day and always has been because of just the electricity and the tradition of it. I agree. Now, I want to go around the table on this for all three of you. We will go Tom, then Noah, and then Peter on this. If you were putting a make-or-break label, like a strong performance in the Indianapolis 500 is a make-or-break moment for a driver this year, who are you putting that label on going into the race next weekend and why? Well, when you say make a make or break, are you talking about who needs a breakout performance in this race? Yes, sir. Marco Andretti. Um, that that's uh, it. That's as 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 big as it gets right there. I mean, I you know Marco is first year. I think wasn't it? He was second and almost won the thing. And he's just been snake bit since. And I think Marco needs a really big run, Noah, uh, in this year's 500. He's not running all the races. So, you know, he's got to maximize the starts he makes. And I think uh, this may be one of his best shots to win it. And I think he needs a big run. Yeah, Tom, you absolutely are right. I, that's actually the pick that came to my mind right away when Jacob said that. So I'm going to jump on that that bandwagon as well. Um, you know, we've talked about his success and things that he's been able to accomplish in this race other than getting that win. And I think that it, it certainly would mean a, a great deal for him. Before I turn it over to Peter, I remember we were talking about school bus racing a little earlier. And actually, it was less than a year ago that that uh, that I talked about wanting to see Elio Castroneves on a school bus. And we know he's in the field this weekend, a little, uh, quite fast uh, today in fourth practice. But but uh, nevertheless, I'd love to see Elio in a school bus. But Peter, back to the question that Jacob has at hand. What do you think? I'll go off the Marco Andretti bandwagon a little bit and say Alexander Rossi needs a breakout run because 2020 was not kind to the driver of the Napa Autosport Andretti Honda. He has a best finish of seventh in this year's first five races. He needs something to go right at the Indy 500 because he had such a strong car last year only to get crashed out midway through the race so he definitely needs to turn his season and really the past year or so around in the indy 500 i have two answers to my own question for two very different reasons and i'll explain why real quickly my first answer to the question is partially sentimental but at the same time um validates the question in one particular way I say Elio Castroneves on one hand because I feel like this is the make-or-break moment. It's either now or never. He's either going to win his fourth Indianapolis 500 this year or he's never going to get another one. This is his last shot. Uh, Meyer Shank Racing has built a great foundation with Jack Harvey. This team is coming into its own. They are ready, in my opinion, in my mind, for a breakout performance in IndyCar racing. They've got the speed. They have figured out how to do this 
and now they've got a veteran presence in Elio who knows how to win Indy. He's done it three times, and I think he's capable. I think this is a team that can contend for a top finish and maybe a win next Sunday, and this is Elio's last shot at four. If he can't get it done this year, I, I really don't envision him ever having another shot at four. Now, in terms of points and all of that, there's a driver that this is a make-or-break race for because he's pretty buried right now, and he's already been in a make-or-break position in this race once before, and he swept the entire month. And that's Simon Pagano. He's in another contract situ situation. We don't know what the future holds, and much like 2018 when he won the 500, won the entire month to secure his future, I'm starting to get the sense right now that this may be a case where Simon's going to have to do it again in order to make sure he has a long-term future at Team Penske. I've heard potential rumors of them downsizing to three cars for 2022 as a possibility. They could stay at four. There are certainly other potent options as far as getting another driver to fill that seat if they don't retain Simon. So that that's kind of two very different reasons for answering my own question, but that was what was on my mind as when I first came up with the question. That being said, we're up against another commercial break. We'll take it. We'll come back and start to transition into some stock cars. Don't go anywhere. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including 
driving front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, and the High Point Hustlers, even though Noah Lewis is not currently in High Point. Uh, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada remaining around tonight's roundtable. I do have one more Indy 500-related question before we get into uh, the NASCAR conversation this evening, gents. And it goes uh, as follows, and this is a number I'm giving you a hypothetical scenario. Scott Dixon wins the Indy 500 and gets to two like I think he might. Percent chance that he doesn't tie A.J. Foyt with a seventh championship. So basically, if Scott Dixon wins the 500, can he then go on to win the championship is at the core of my question, Tom. Well, yeah, I think he can. I don't believe he will, but I think he can for sure. I mean, you can never count him out. Um, so I think it's possible. I, I'm just not picking him to win the race. Fair enough. Noah? Yeah, this is, I mean, it, it, like you know, like Tom said, it is Scott Dixon. So, he, you know, he's he's done a lot that we've been shocked about, right? But I I don't think that he'll be the winner come, uh, come Sunday either. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say no for this one. I think actually it'll be another Ganassi car. All right, Peter. I'll actually say yes, Jacob. Scott Dixon would be my pick to win on Sunday, considering how close he came last year, only to lose in the closing laps to Takuma Sato. And yes, I think this championship this year is his to lose, considering he's currently leading the points right now. And we've seen this how many times before with Scott Dixon? I'm sure he will be a contender going all the way down the stretch this season. And if someone else wants this title, they got to steal it from him. Cool, 50-50 split down the middle of the round table. Two of us think yes, two think no, and and that's kind of fun. We can all agree to disagree uh, for the moment. And I I am not going to ask who you think is going to win because I'm going to reserve that for next Thursday's Madness episode when we actually are talking about going into the two uh, Carb Day final practice and then the race on Sunday. So we'll, we'll reserve that for next week's show. But we are going to transition now into a little stock car conversation for a bit. Talk about Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Uh, Tom, level of excitement for going to Coda for the first time for NASCAR on a scale of 1 to 100. (laughs) Well, that's a different scale than we usually use. Um, Level of excitement for going to Coda, the idea of going to Coda, 226.3. Level of excitement seeing the forecast, 6. Well, we know we know where Tom stands on this, Peter. 
level of excitement for going to Coda is pegged at 100, and with the forecast, it's still pegged at 100. I've not been this excited for a new track, a new venue, since we saw the Charlotte Roval back in the 2018 playoffs bring on Circuit of the Americas. Noah. Well, I'm not sure what Peter Strada is uh, in the room tonight because I've heard him tell me how he's worried that Coda won't put on a good show, but I guess he's changed his opinion in the last few days. However, I'm going to say my excitement is uh, is pretty high up there, too. I'll give it about a 95, and uh, and I'm even excited for the weather as well. Sunday doesn't look like it'll be that much of a chance, but still some storms moving through the area, so maybe if we get a little bit of rain, uh, that'll be kind of That'll be kind of cool, Jacob. All right, I'm going to I'm going to be that guy and open a can of worms on this show because we haven't had a real opportunity to do it in a while. Tom Baker, why, especially after seeing some of the NASCAR rain races that have been brilliant, Road America Xfinity from a few years back when Brendan Gaughan won the race comes to mind. Why, pray tell, are you so negative about the possibility of a rain race on Sunday? Uh, probably because I watched the Roval at Charlotte last year, uh, which pretty much uh, killed my enthusiasm for any uh, NASCAR racing in the rain. And because, honestly, uh, again, all three divisions are in action. I am not crazy about the idea of a truck race in the rain. Um, and... You know, again, I just think the first time at the facility, it would be a shame if it were a rain race because I wanted to see without weather and slick track and road spray and windshield wipers breaking or whatever. I wanted to see this is the most technical road course that some of these guys have ever been on. And I just wanted to see a perfect course condition for this weekend for the debut. And unfortunately, it does not look like that's going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, a little bit of rain or whatever sprinkles. But no, I'm just not crazy about racing in the rain. I never have been because it introduces an element that completely takes away the racing skill and it makes it too much about just uh, avoiding sliding off the track. So, um, you know, just not my thing. But hopefully it'll be minimal and we can have a good weekend of racing because there are some really interesting road course ringers, especially in the truck series. And I want to see, I'd like to see how they do on a dry track when they didn't have the advantage of being able to race in a condition that maybe they're more experienced in than some of the, the other uh, NASCAR regulars are racing against. Fair enough. I, I wanted to get to this anyways in the ca the conversation of the ringers. Um, who stands out to you in particular on that truck series list? Actually, and I, and you, I knew you would ask me that before I had a chance to uh, uh, log on to NASCAR. I needed to get the name right, but there's a uh, there's a female who's actually running for On Point Motorsports in the 30 truck, and I really didn't know anything about her until the other day and I started to do some research and then I had a chance to talk with Stephen Lane, who's the uh, team owner and crew chief on that effort. And uh, Stephen was telling me about the depth of knowledge that this young lady has about not only just driving the car, the on-track part of it, but also the mechanical side of, uh, of what she's doing and what she prefers, what type of brakes. Yes, thank you, Noah. In our chat, Michelle, uh, I think her name is a body, is how you say that. I'm not sure. Correct. Um, 
but uh, yeah, and so um, Bones was really surprised at uh, the depth of uh, knowledge she had about how the truck worked and or how you know how cars work and whatnot. So I think she's got a shot here to make a pretty good impression. And the reason she's driving that thirty truck is because they're hoping that she'll be able to give it a good ride and uh, get the truck back up into the uh, owner points a little bit higher than it is right now. Um, and so she's got a good opportunity. And I'm going to tell you guys, it's one of the loudest looking trucks you'll see in the field. I had seen that paint scheme. I agree with you. Uh, Michelle, by the way, has a decent amount of Trans Am road racing experience and yes. has been actually particularly good this year in uh, in some of those races, particularly on the West Coast. So I'm excited to see what she can do this weekend. You're right. She's one of those names that maybe not a lot of people know as well, but I think she has an opportunity to really make a splash this weekend. Noah, if I turn you on the Xfinity list, as they say, the sexy pick for which road course ringer stands out is obvious. Boris said, but who else? Well, that's a good question. You know, when, when we talk about road course ringers, there's so much interpretation to it. But I'm going to go with a guy that uh, it's probably going to be a boring pick to some, but a guy that really tears it up on road courses and stock cars and is competing full-time in the Xfinity Series this year, and that's A.J. Allmendinger. I mean, he continuously excites me. I'm excited to see what he'll do on Sunday in the college car uh, in the Cup Series. I think that for the NASCAR side of things, he's easily become someone that we consider a road course ringer, someone that's always going to be in the mix at these road courses. So I know it's a it's a it's a safe pick, and I know he's a guy that we see every weekend. But I'm going to go with uh, AJ Dinger for some of a ringer on the Xfinity Series side. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Noah misinterpreted my point. Peter Strada, fix him. AJ's a ringer for the cup race because he doesn't compete full-time. Peter, give me a real Xfinity Series ringer on a road course that stands out to you. I like, I'd like to see what Miguel Pulido does in the JRM number 8 car because he had a strong run going on the Daytona road course earlier this season. He hasn't been in NASCAR vehicles very much in recent years. He's been down in Brazil running road r- races down there so i'm really excited to see what exactly he can do with that brand sponsorship on a second jrm car this weekend thank you peter you you have redeemed your partner in crime there because i was thinking miguel paluto especially on a technical road course like circuit of the americas could be very interesting i want to circle back to the truck series though as far as another ringer that stands out to me and i i hate calling him a ringer because i wish he weren't i wish he were full time in this series or any series at this point but give some love and a holla Cas grala's back in the truck series this weekend gents and i i like it i like it a lot. I mean, Young's Motorsports brings Kaz in when they feel like he can really go out and perform, Tom. And, you know, who wouldn't love seeing Kaz go to Victory Lane this weekend, right? Well, yeah, Kaz, by the way, back in the Young's Motorsports uh, truck, I think the O2 um, this time. And, yeah, I I mean, Kaz, uh, again, was running in the top five at one point at Daytona with that. Um, I don't see why Kaz couldn't go out 
and run for the win here. And uh, I can tell you there's some interesting things afoot for him potentially. So uh, if he has a good run here, that could help some things that are trying to be put together for his future. So Kaz would be an excellent uh, choice. And, uh, and, then, and then I'll mention Sam Mayer real quick because Peter uh, mentioned it in the chat. Sam, um, also a, a, a driver who I think could be real interesting in that truck race, another strong road racer driving for Brett Holmes. Of course, no, Sam, and Sam has spent a ton of time in Trans Am over the last year honing his road racing skills. I would have said it, but I feel like, for me, that's almost cheating. We'll take a break back after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krauss, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, Tom Baker, remaining around the round table. We'll get to fantasy picks in this segment. We are still musing about the inaugural race weekend at Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas for the NASCAR set. And Tom, you know, what I, what I particularly like about this weekend is the fact that not only are we going to an F1 grade road course, but because we're going to an F1 grade road course, the folks at Speedway Motorsports even got it right because the premier week or the premier race at an F1 track is traditionally a Grand Prix. So Sunday's Cup race is the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix. It just feels right. Well, yeah, and I think that just that phrase Grand Prix. Um, you know, that, that was, that's been used a lot in the sport over the years at, at all levels, even short track levels. Um, but, uh, it's kind of gone away for the most part. Uh, and I'm happy to see somebody actually brought it back over here in this country because, uh, I think it's a cool name for a race, but you can't of course have, uh, have every race be the Grand Prix because then there's no, uh, nothing special about the name, but yeah, I think it's, it, it definitely is. This is really a road course for the big boys. Um, you know, you gotta be, there's no, there's not really too much, uh, straightaway speed for the most part to be had. It, uh, it's a very, again, a very technical course. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, ways to get yourself in trouble. You really got to think about this course, which is why some of these guys, um, snuck in a little earlier in the year to a, uh, a champ car series race. I think, uh, Kaz Grala, Tyler Reddick, and I want to say maybe Austin Dillon were the three that were the teammates. Um, and they all ran a, like a six hour endurance or 14 hour endurance, whatever it was, champ car series race, um, kind of a mid-level sports car series. Um, BMW type series just to get some experience on the course, which is really sneaky. And I think it's going to really pay off for them when they get into their uh, respective vehicles this weekend. I'm going to slightly correct you there, Tom, because your brain went to open wheel since that's where we spent most of the of the show. That would be chump car, not champ car. No, it is the Champ Car Series now. It's been that way for two years, sir. Oh, is it? Okay. Some Somehow, they, they didn't send out a memo, so... I I didn't get that memo. My bad. Anyway, um, what I was uh what I was going to get to next, Recoda is, um, shut. Well, I can't say show of hands. We're on the radio. Tom, did you pay attention to the iRacing race last night? I did not, sir. Unfortunately, uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Noah and or Peter. I did. Noah did. did I did as well. Okay, good. So you two, you two can at least answer my question properly, and then I'll answer in lieu of Tom. Uh, Noah first, and then Peter. Seeing how, at least virtually, Circuit of the Americas will drive, what part, corner, portion of the course most intrigues you for these uh, NASCAR guys going into the weekend? Yeah, I'm going to say corners 1 through 20. Okay, that's uh, a cop-out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I think corner number one has intrigued me the most. I mean, we're going to have guys spreading out, driving down into that tight turn, and uh, and uh, there's some runoff room over there, but you know, at some point you don't have enough runoff room, and, 
And I think it's going to be very, very interesting once they throw the green and we finally have 40 cars barreling down into the same turn. Uh, and you got guys in the back that are that are slowing down, you know, bigger than guys that are behind them or maybe, you know, vice versa. It's going to be pretty crazy. That's my that's my turn to watch for. The run down to uh, that corner at full speed, Peter, we know, is 185, break down to about 45 miles an hour, which to uh, my brain can barely process that. But I know Andy Lally was also saying there's enough runoff room and breaking, and breaking zone that you could be four and five wide going down into turn one on the brakes, which is kind of awesome if you ask me. Yeah, seeing a virtual race, at least, on this course got me all the more excited for all three races this weekend. Turn one on restarts, especially the way they fanned out, reminded me almost of turn one of Pocono, the way they just fan out five, six, seven wide and then funnel down into two or three wide. Well, maybe not three wide in the corner, but two wide. But if I have to choose something where other than turn one, I definitely say turns 11 or 12, either end of the really, really long back straightaway because they're just such tight hairpins and heavy braking zones. I think we'll see a lot of great passing in those two corners all weekend long. Yes, um, there's probably three really, really strong passing zones. Turn one is going to be one. I think they've said turn six. Um, and then turn 11, like Peter mentioned, Tom, is, is going to be a really big one. And that high-speed back straightaway may be, the, uh, may, may be the trickiest part of the entire course. This is going to be a race that's extremely hard on brakes. Well, that's exactly right. And that's why I said this is a course for the big boys because when you run a when you're in NASCAR, you run a course like Watkins Glen, it's it's almost like racing a super speedway. There's a lot of uh speed, a lot of long straightaways. You got all kinds of room to maneuver in most uh parts of the track. This course a lot different this is going to be one that's going to you're going to have to be thinking constantly um you know again breaks are going to be huge out breaking someone into the corner is going to be key um and and there are some areas and i agree with turn 11 that i think are going to be very 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 treacherous for these guys especially if you're not um you know paying attention like you should be or you just kind of uh overdrive it on entry um you know, this is, like I said, it's going to be a very intriguing race. That's why I just don't want to see weather play a part in it because I think the course is hard enough as it is. We don't need that extra element of, you know, let's uh, see how slow we can go and still win a race. Um, you know, this course has that built baked right into it. So I think this is going to be a really intriguing race to watch because I don't necessarily think that a lot of the guys we typically see up front on the road courses are going to be up front necessarily on this track because it's a new track and it's very technical so i think the field's going to stay closer fair fair i like all of that i'm going to circle back to one thing read the indy 500 and then we'll go into our fantasy picks going into the weekend so tom you just brought up in our chat that uh correctly my i might add that team penske did a photo op uh during practice earlier in the week like the ray hall letterman lanigan team attempted to do today however a couple of big differences between what the penske team did and what the ray hall team did number one the penske team did it during a portion of the session that was designated for non-full speed installation laps only and number two they notified 
the proper IndyCar safety officials and stewards that, hey, we want to do this before they actually did it. Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan notified nobody. They just elected to try and do it on their own, and they did not do it during a portion of the session, Tom, that was designated for non-full-speed laps, so nobody was any the wiser, and thus cars were barreling at them at full speed. Yeah, interesting, though. I was just researching this just be, and because I, again, I didn't hear about this earlier. I was busy with some other things, but, um, you know, upon the research and listening to Bobby Rahal's, uh, looking at his comments saying that, uh, you know, it was lap one, number one, and it was a pit stop session, number two. So he thought maybe uh, the Penske guys were a little bit overbearing. Um, but when you look at all of the you know, the evidence or whatever, the fact that they didn't notify IndyCar that they were going to do it was really pretty silly. Um, and that's why I think, you know, I said earlier it was pretty dumb and I still think it was dumb. And honestly, again, I think things like that, yeah, they're cool, but you're not there for photos. You're there to go in the Indy 500. So I just think you got to use your head more when, when you're in those situations. And I'm disappointed that, you know, a, a guy like Bobby Rahal, who is a professor and an engineer kind of guy, he's a thinker. I'm surprised that, uh, that, that wouldn't have gotten, uh, cleared through IndyCar so that that could have been done safely if it was, you know, was something they were going to do. Now we move into our fantasy picks for NASCAR this weekend, and I still suck. I'm at the bottom, basically. Peter's ahead of me, Noah's ahead of Peter, and Tom's ahead of all of us, and Nick DeGroote has a stupid big lead in, at the top of the standings. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just forget about Nick for right now. But I get to go first, and I'm finally, after two weeks of trying to be that guy that went out on a limb and was different, I'm going to not go out on a limb this time, at least for the most part. In the... Camping World Truck Series race. I'm going to go with a guy who has been very good on road courses before and mopped up the field on one already this season and say Ben Rhodes is going to win the Coda Truck Series race this weekend. In the Xfinity Series, he is not a ringer because he's a full-timer, but he's going to win A.J. Allmendinger. And then for the Cup Series... It's basically a 50-50 coin flip, and I say Chase Elliott is still the guy, especially after Hendrick Motorsports just obliterated the field at Dover. I mean, come on. Chase is still the best driver on road courses today, and he's going to win. Peter Strada, who have you got? For the trucks, I got Sheldon Creed because we've seen across all three series in recent years how dirt drivers especially can adapt well to road courses. So I think Creed will have something up his sleeve for them on Saturday afternoon. Then in the Xfinity race, I was going back and forth between Sindrick, Almendinger, and, oh, this guy named Kyle Busch. But I think I'll go Sindrick to go back-to-back in the Penske 22 machine. And then you said everything I need to say about Chase Elliott. He's the man on road courses until he's beaten. And the Daytona road course back in February was robbed from him. I think he comes back with a vengeance. Noah. Yeah. This is this is I've been going back and forth with this for a while now, and somehow I found my way to fourth. Now Randy Miller's passed me on our point standings, and I just keep losing Nick DeGroote. And and uh, you know, so I'm gonna go out on a limb myself. I I was going to go the safe pick and do Cindric and Elliott for both Xfinity and Cup. Now first off, trucks. I'm gonna say Sheldon Creed this weekend. Um, and then for my other picks, 
I am going to say that this weekend will be a humdinger. We got a double uh, Xfinity and Cup where this driver is in. If you haven't already gotten my joke reference there, and as Tom buzzes me in our chat. <laughs> um, however, rain is in the forecast, and the last time we had a very monsoon-like rain on a road course, it was Mr. A.J. Allmendinger that crossed the line first in the Xfinity Series race at the Charlotte Roval last season. So, I, uh, can't talk now. A.J. Allmendinger wins the Xfinity race, and then he goes for his second cup win in the Sunday's cup race. Okay, so I guess that leaves me. So, yes. uh, Cup, Chase Elliott, uh, Xfinity, Austin Sindrick, those two seem obvious to me, although Dinger certainly will be in there, as will others. Don't count out Justin Haley either. He's back now. Uh, truck Series, uh, gosh. Um, I really wanted to pick somebody different, but I just I have to stick with Ben Rhodes because that's my guy on a road course. Like I, like I said, he smoked him at the Daytona Road Course in February, Tom. I don't know how you don't pick Ben Rhodes. And he was, the, the years he ran at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Ben was also very, very good at CTMP as well uh, during his starts up in Canada. So I, actually, I do. quick, real quick, uh, I'm going to change my pick actually to match what I did on Monday. John Hunter Nemechek because Aww, I, again, you're a good no road fun. course racer and I think a uh, good rain racer too. Fair enough. Okay, I, I like that because I think Ben's going to outpace John Hunter. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, maybe I'll make up a few points on you in that regard. With that, those are our picks. If they help you in uh, fantasy or DraftKings, whatever it is, awesome. We're going to take our final break. White flag after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. 
Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Tom Baker, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada. This is the White Flag segment. That means it's time for final thoughts, where we go back to the table and go around it one last time for the gents to give their thoughts. We'll go in reverse order this time. Peter Strada, you're first for White Flag tonight. I'm just excited to see an all-new road course circuit for NASCAR. I'm not entirely sure what we'll see this weekend. We could have three Texas-sized upset winners, for all I know, or three Texas-sized crowd shows. I'm just excited to get racing. Noah. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Do we have rain? Do we have no rain? What do we have? And qualifying and practice and normalcy. Do we have that with the weather coming? Oh, my gosh. It's just going to be a big question mark on the whole weekend. And I'm excited to talk about it once we get out of it, Tom. I am, too, but I'm actually equally excited about uh, what's going to be going on in Indianapolis this weekend with qualifying and uh, continued practice there. And I'm excited that uh, we're actually closing in on Memorial Day weekend and two very special races. But I'm looking forward to Coda, and I hope it's uh, a dry, exciting weekend, Jacob. Indeed. If you're looking for NASCAR at Coda, that's on the Fox family of networks this weekend, FS1 and the like. If you're looking for IndyCar qualifying for the greatest spectacle in racing, that is going to be back and forth between NBCSN and NBC. The pole shootout for sure on Sunday will be on NBC as well as one hour of Saturday qualifying as well. A bunch of it on NBCSN. That's it for this edition of Motorsports Madness. For Tom, Noah, and Peter, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, and we'll be back next week to do it again. See ya. You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu training for a better life you can be an it professional in as little as four months visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today motorsports madness a race chaser media production for more exciting and passionate motorsports content follow race chaser media on facebook instagram twitter and youtube and visit racechasermedia.com the opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.